Have you ever been in a room and you're talking and you just feel like nobody's listening to you? Isn't that the worst feeling? One of the missions of my guest today is to amplify women's voices. She's the founder of Rockstar Communications, a one-stop shop for self-improvement, personal and professional fulfillment, and career success. She knows a thing about getting her voice heard. She's covered miles of red carpet, from the Grammys to the Toronto International Film Festival, and she's also acted in several TV dramas including La Femme Nikita, Flashpoint, and The Border. Additionally, her voice has appeared in dozens of radio ads and several TV series. She helps women find their authentic voice and use that voice to communicate their ideas with passion and personality. Today we hear the story of Alyssa Lansdale. My name is Aruna Krishnan, best-selling author of the Busy Mind series, a trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. Alyssa is quite passionate about empowering women. Well, I empower women by supporting women by, uh, you know, whether that's a, whether that's a phone call, whether that's a, a, a compliment, I just paid you a compliment, Aruna, I should tell your listeners, because I really love what I'm hearing. And what you do is amazing. And, and how you pick these beautiful clips, very thoughtful. And this is the kind of thing I think we should do for each other. Um, there's something that that I had heard that I tend to do now that they, apparently they did in the Barack Obama administration. It's called amplification. So this is how I empower women. I amplify what they say. Uh, so in offices where, or any other situation where a woman might speak and say something, have a good idea, and depending on how she says it, it may or may not be heard. And then sometimes someone else kind of talks over them or says the same thing or tries to appropriate that idea. Often it's a man. <laughs> um, I, as, as an amplifier, will say, ah, John, I'm really glad you brought that up because Susan uh, mentioned the same thing earlier. So I'm glad you're reinforcing what Susan said, which is, and, and state the idea. So I just, I love simple ways of lifting each other up. Um, and I've learned much about that in my work as a communications consultant. So uh, working with women and, and uh, helping them to find their voice. So, I mean, sometimes that's literal. I can actually work with women in terms of strengthening their voice. I find a lot of my clients speak off voice. They were told they were too loud, maybe. And I'll say, well, who told you that? I mean, listen to my voice. Like, <laughs> I'm no shrinking violet. So when, when a woman speaks very quietly, I mean, maybe that is her natural voice, but I'm going to say, who told you that? And often it is, oh, well, I had a boss who he, he didn't like, you know, he, he thought that it was lovely when I used my nice office voice or my older brother when I was a kid told me I was too loud. So I always say, consider the source and find that voice. I mean, I didn't like my voice when I was young. I thought it was too deep. Mm -hmm. People told me I sounded like a man. So I tried to speak like this for a while. And then I realized that wasn't serving me. So I help women find their voice literally sometimes. Sometimes it's about going through the language that they use to try to find something that it may be undercutting their great ideas or themselves. Because women, we can 
we can sabotage ourselves sometimes. So we need other people to tell us from a more rational perspective, actually, what you just said was great, except that you said, maybe this isn't such a great idea, but um, yeah. So I help empower women by saying, not by trying to change them into somebody they're not, but by revealing who they really are. Um, whether that's taking away language that doesn't serve them, whether that's um, improving the way they, or not, I would say improving because that's what I'm trying to say is that I'm not trying to change their essence. I'm trying to strip away habits that don't serve them. Mm -hmm. So that could be, you know, gestures or body language that's very small, making themselves small, looking away, not making eye contact. Um, and we get, we get to the heart of that. It's almost like a therapy session where I say, why? Why do you have trouble with eye contact? Why are you crossing your arms and your legs and making yourself tiny? Um, why are you using this language that undercuts the great ideas that you have? And once we get to the why, it's much more empowering for them to reveal who they really are. Alyssa touches on some common behaviors that women have that they're not even aware of. Even something as simple as saying, I just want to, the word just, that implies that we don't think we really have the right. It's almost as if we're asking for permission and it's a very disempowering word and we're so used to it in everyday language, we don't even realize how it may come across. The other key point she brings up is around body language. Think about yourself in a conference room situation. Do you sit in a comfortable way or do you kind of shrink and shrug your shoulders and compress everything so that you take the least amount of space at that table? That sends a wrong message to other people. That sends a message of lack of confidence, a lack of belonging. And even if this is not a conscious decision, the message you send out is one of self-doubt. Alyssa helps women deal with that saboteur in our heads. Okay, let's talk about the saboteur. Let's give it a name. I mean, sometimes we call it the crow that sits on your shoulder and says awful things like, I can't believe you just said that. Or, you know, you aren't prepared for this meeting. You don't know enough. I mean, why would somebody listen to what you have to say? It's terrible things. So whether that's the bad wolf inside you or the crow, give it whatever animal name you want or the saboteur. Um, I, I, we used to, uh, in my work, or I used to say, well, let's, let's counter that with affirmations about how great we are, but that doesn't work in the moment. So instead I have said, who is your advocate? And people, what, what do you mean? Well, my, your advocate could be a spouse. Your advocate could be a good friend, uh, a trusted colleague, a boss. Your advocate could be anybody who knows you really well and would speak kindly and honestly on your behalf. And so when the crow starts talking, I say, identify, first of all, is that the crow? Is that my saboteur? And that's so powerful in itself to say, that's, I still do that. I had a CEO reach out to me of a leadership organization recently. And I thought my crow started squawking at me, like, what do you have to, to teach her? What could you possibly have to offer her that she wouldn't already know? And I had to reach for my advocate, which is what I tell clients to do. Who's your advocate? And in that moment, have that person in your mind's eye. What is that person going to say? And for me, it's a very good friend who would say, are you freaking kidding me? I've worked with you for the past 10 years and you have so much to offer. You have a unique perspective. You have unique experience that she doesn't have. That's why she's coming to you. So I have these two conversations. And as I say to my Clients, you make sure that you make your advocate's voice louder than the other voice. 
This was pretty eye-opening for me. I've always thought of an advocate as someone physical. But being able to channel that physical person's voice in your head is such a powerful tool. And then eventually, it's not an external person. It ends up becoming you because you start to believe in yourself more. Yes. And also, I mean, we know this if we've read Lean In or just as women, we know this. We will advocate for almost anybody. No, I'm not even going to qualify that. We will advocate for anybody else before we advocate for ourselves. So if it's my friend who needs a raise, I could advocate on her behalf. So it's really a matter of me stepping out of myself and seeing myself as my own client, let's say, or my own friend. And when I do that, I can speak more confidently. I can speak um, with more substance than I would just on my own for myself. And so that's another technique to say, how would I, if it were my friend coming to me and saying, I have this opportunity, I don't know that I can do it. What would you say for that friend and to that friend and then be that friend to yourself? Alyssa and I share a passion for empowering women. I asked her how she discovered her purpose. Through happenstance in life, really. Um, and it's it's one of those cliches, I guess, when you look back at all the things that you thought went wrong, quote unquote, um, actually, they all went right. So I was a television host for many years and would have continued doing that for a long time, or so I thought. Um, and and I, I reached a fork in the road where I was actually being offered another show, supposedly because I was that good. I took the new show, Taking a Leap of Faith, and that show got canceled. I ended up without a career. I ended up depressed. I ended up at a, at a low that I never knew I could be in because I had always gone higher and higher in my career. And all of a sudden I had none. And I met a friend, the same friend, actually, the advocate I talked to you about, I met her through a mutual friend at her 40th birthday, right around the time that all of this was happening. And our mutual friend just happened to say, oh, Alyssa Vanessa does this corporate work that I think you'd be really good at. You guys should talk. And we talked. And the week later, I was meeting with the CEO and she hired me on the spot. And at that time, I, I thought this is just to pay bills. I wasn't thinking that this is a female who founded this organization in the late 80s, who is one of the strongest, most accomplished women, I'd say, in Canada, who hired me to start working with women. Um, and it, the, the group is called the Humphrey Group, and we taught a course called Taking the Stage. And that was really my foray into working with women. And you know, at first, again, it was a job for the first month or so. And then I thought, whoa, hold on. You mean I can make a difference like this? I can have people, you know, a group of women walk in on day one. And by the end of day two, they are, they are just different people in a way. It's like, we've stripped away all of that stuff. You can see it happening. You can see the light bulbs going off above their head. And at the same time, I guess you can say a light bulb went off over my head because I realized this is what I meant to do. This is where all my passion and my skills and everything meet in this, in this space. And that was about almost 10 years ago now. Alyssa touches on the power of her network and how through that network, she was able to get an opportunity. And she now pays it forward by being that network for other women and teach them how to reach that path of empowerment. It's it's really amazing. Like I, I worked with uh, a young woman last week because I had put out the word in March. I said, this is Women's History Month. I want to offer my services free of charge. And to which some people on social media said, oh, it's a scam. It's a scam. No, it's 100% 
you know, it may not be good business, but it's how I do my business. It's I want to help women. And so I had a referral of a couple of young women who I don't want to give away their identities, but they're doing some wonderful work. And they were interviewed by a male journalist and he ended up printing something very personal that she didn't want to be printed. And so I worked with them. I mean, I, I did a lot of this work to say, you know, there's no need to apologize for asking him to take this down. There's, you know, this is your story. And I helped her craft a, a script to send back. And I'm happy to say the next day he took it down. He took the, the article down. And so those are the moments where you're like, this is why I do what I do. Did I make a penny from that? No. Do I care? Heck no. It's all about empowering women because I know she will help another friend who's going oh, through yeah. the same thing. And then it just, be, it grows to the point where uh, we, we just evolve in leaps and, and bounds. The principle here is to stand up for yourself and not be apologetic about it. That's another thing women do a lot that I wish they would not is apologize unnecessarily. And that's what Judith Humphrey taught me. Uh, never apologize unnecessarily. You step on someone's foot when you walk into a meeting, please apologize. Otherwise, you don't need to say, I'm sorry. I mean, there are many women who in their voicemail and the outgoing voicemail message say, I'm sorry, I'm not here to take your call. And I make them delete it, <laughs> re-record it saying, I'm not here to take your call. I don't know if people use e uh, voicemail anymore, but if they do, delete that 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 <laughs> apology it's not needed right this is also a common mistake in emails i was yeah. just writing to see and i'm thinking, yeah. like no you weren't let's delete backspace i am writing to check in on the progress of x you know project mm -hmm. um and that's what we and so that's why i tell people look at your emails before you think about trying to change how you speak in conversations because it's easier to delete save a draft get a second set of eyes, you know, take a look at it later, and then revise it as you've done. Another key point of empowerment I talked with Alyssa about was around defining our self-worth. If someone were to say to me, well, that work wasn't good, I, I might be curious. And that's another word I like to use and tell my clients to use, be curious, you know, ask, ask these questions. You don't need to agree or disagree or anything. You can, you know, so I would say, well, that's interesting. What made you think that? And then I can choose to agree and maybe make some changes because, uh, you know, any, any great communicator, any great leader would do that. Um, or uh, also great communicators and great leaders, men and women can say, aha, I respect that that's your opinion. I'm glad that I don't let it define my self-worth. This is what I am worth now. And I'm only, I, I will say in my late forties, I'm just getting there. So that's why I want to help young women. I want to help my 14 year old daughter, my 17 year old niece. Empowering our kids early really puts them in a good position to make true life decisions and reassure them of what they're capable of. It gives them more confidence and better prepares them for adulthood and the real world. Teenagers often have to deal with a loud inner critic. There's another thing we need to do is, is change that negative self-talk. Even if it's just in our minds, it's so powerful um, that, that yes, as, as a mother of a teen girl, I'm keenly aware of. And I will say my daughter has a long way to go in that regard. She's She's got some self-esteem issues. I mean, I did at 14. So I think part of that is the age, but I, I it's never too young. They're never too young to say, no, you really can be anything you want to be. And 
I will say my daughter is very much a fierce advocate of women and of anybody who's marginalized. And uh, so I've done that right. You know, this is great. Get, bring that bring that passion to what you believe in. And that's really what I work with clients to do is find your passion, find your what motivates you. What are your beliefs? This starts to get into who you are and what is meaningful to you and becomes the starting point of empowerment. Alyssa gives me her take on empowerment. Well, empowerment is permission to speak your truth. As I was just talking about your passions, your beliefs, um, giving yourself permission. You don't need permission from anyone else, but boy, it is wonderful to have that support system. So we can empower each other. We can work with each other to empower each other, which empowers ourselves too. When I, when I advocate for you, I'm advocating for myself too. So that to me is empowerment. And I would say, oh gosh, I have so many pieces of advice. It really depends on who I'm talking to. If it's a, if it's a teenage girl, I would say, never categorize yourself. You decide who you are and who you are going to be. To me, that's key to empowerment. You know, but also don't categorize yourself as I can only do this. We're in a world where we can be and do anything we want. Nobody has one career anymore anyway. So have your vision. Change your vision if you want, but again, live to, you know, in accordance with your truth. As long as you're not hurting anyone else, you need to follow the, that passion and truth. And so I say that for teenagers, but now that I think about it, I'd say that would yeah, apply to everybody at, at all ages. It comes down to living life on your terms with your beliefs, not beliefs that others have for you, but beliefs you buy into and beliefs that lift you up rather than hold you back. If you'd like to reach Alyssa, you can reach her at alyssa at rockstarcommunications.ca or www.rockstarcommunications.ca. Thanks for joining me today. Stay tuned for more episodes of Lead That Thing by subscribing to Lead That Thing, available on any podcast platform. Join me next week for another inspiring story of empowerment. Until then, Lead That Thing.